Joe? No, I'm not. You're not ready. <laughs> Who's oh, in touch, Monsieur? Okay. How about now? Okay. I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 948, October 20, 2022. 83 degrees on this day in 1953. And it was as chilly as 18 degrees in 1960. And on this day, two years ago, and I don't remember this, hmm. eight inches of snow. What? Huh. Yeah. I don't remember On that. October 20, wow. uh, 2020, 7.9 inches of snow. Oof. Wow. I'm sure we handled that well. I don't remember it at all. I don't either. I don't either. Well, 2020 was pretty much a blur to all of us, wasn't it? <laughs> well, that was, a, that was yeah. the intense COVID year, correct? Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. Which would have nothing to do with a snowstorm, but I just, uh, I can't place that in my file of memories. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. You bringing that up? Here is your flashlight king, fireworks what? commissioner, and the keeper the COVID of COVID news from yesterday. Sense. Uh, I, maybe Joe I missed it. Sure. I've really grown comfortable with ignoring COVID news. What the CDC ruled yesterday? Unless oh, they're not going to hold uh, Pfizer and Moderna liable? No. For, uh, well, that's just part of it. That's that just was, part of it. That's yeah. a nice thing to learn, yeah. Uh, it's now part of the vaccination requirements in schools. I think that's wrong. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I think it should be up to parents. S- especially proven uh, some of the side effects that have happened. Oh, you children. mean like kids dropping dead because of myocarditis, Kenny? Well, that's one of them, yeah. John, will you do me a favor? Sure. What was the date of the stock market crash in 1929? And really what I want to know is, can you determine from your research what percentage it dropped? Hmm. It was. It dropped Black enough. Black Monday. Black October Monday. October twenty eighth. October twenty eighth. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined nearly thirteen percent. Thirteen percent, and people were jumping out of windows. Wow. Oh, yeah. uh, Tim Buck two notes on this day, uh, and he wrote this yesterday. On this day, thirty five years ago, what would that be? Nineteen eighty seven. Correct. The stock market dropped 22.6% in a single day. Uh, To put that in perspective, if the Dow Jones average would drop by 22.6% today, it would be a decline of nearly 7,000 points. And that happened as recently as 1987. And we're still here. Wow. You know, it's interesting. We're always still here. Regardless of what happens. No matter what happens in nature, no matter what happens in the market, no matter what happens on the world front, no matter who's the pope, no matter who's the dictator, no matter who's the president, we're still here. Boy, if the market dropped uh, 7,000 points today, we'd all be in big trouble, wouldn't we? Well, you idiots that invest would be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. People that keep it in their mattress. Right. Those of us that use it on... I'm kidding. No, that would be bad. That would be very bad. <laughs> and you'll, you'll hear more about that, by the way, from Mr. Money Talk later on in the program. Oh, good. Uh, do you know that the governor's deer hunting opener is going to take place in the Twin Cities? Highland <laughs> Park? Highland <laughs> Park? Right no way. Park. I'm not kidding. Edgecombe. Proof that he's afraid of the country. 
For the first time ever, I have an email to that regard. The first time ever, the governor's deer hunting opener will be held in the Twin Cities. The Minnesota <laughs> Department of Natural Resources has announced that Governor Walls will celebrate the opening of deer hunting season in the Three Rivers Park District. What? I, I don't know where that is. It's out my way. Well, my old way, Carver, Chanhassen, Opening Chaska. day is November 5. Walls will welcome its arrival at Elm Creek Park Reserve. You are Reserve. kidding me. No. Wow. A 4,900-acre park that stretches across <laughs> Champlin, Dayton, and Maple Grove. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. What am I thinking of? Minnesota is home to top-notch public lands and fantastic outdoor recreation opportunities across the state, Walls said. I look forward to celebrating the time-honored deer hunting tradition so many Minnesotans look forward to each year. The DNR said about 400,000 Minnesotans hunt deer every year. They hunt deer. Okay. That's good. We want them to thin out the herd. Where are you going deer hunting, Wyndham? Nope. Maple Grove. God, I hope my ain't out there with a couple of kids having a picnic. Or right. going to Target. Jeez Louise. <laughs> what the hell? What the heck? Uh, an email to uh, regarding walls. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Come on. You asked the question about why walls would not debate in the areas closest to the tallest buildings. And I hate to say it, but Reavers was right. Bingo! Wow. Oh, just don't celebrate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You've been wrong enough. That's true. We'll, we'll see if you're right, okay? So I if he had up. a full televised debate that everyone could see, he would have no place to go but down. He can't defend anything <laughs> in his record. So to agree to a debate would only have the possibility of highlighting his failures. Mm-hmm. Okay. By taking part in a debate outstate, he takes away the talking point for Jensen that he wouldn't debate while limiting any damage it might cause. Mm -hmm. I'm in Washington state and we have a similar situation. Tiffany Smiley is a great Republican candidate who has a real chance of unseating Patty Murray for U.S. Senate. Patty Murray's a disaster. Imagine the potential for a Republican center senator out of the liberal bastion of Washington State. Patty Murray is running for her sixth term and has rarely had any competition. The only debate that Patty Murray will agree to is non-televised in Spokane, which is outstate for us. It still has tall buildings, but it's four hours from Seattle. Patty has nothing to defend and nothing to run on as accomplishments from 30 years in the Senate, so she has nowhere to go but down in the polls. In addition, whether it should make a difference or not, it won't be televised because of the visual of a young, vibrant, driven go-getter outside like Tiffany standing on stage next to a tired old 30-year politician like Patty. You, you, you may remember her as the mom in tennis shoes, Senator. Good luck if you know what I mean. Dan in Buckley, Washington. Okay. So the theory is Walls was... Uh, agreeable to an outstate debate because a it it said okay i'll debate you and b it did not alert the preponderance of his voters to his failings because he has nothing to really run on look at reavers he's just beaming with uh, i know he's really self-congratulating like something i heard on the show yesterday yeah well you were right well, but but it just makes total sense. His entire campaign is one giant scheme because he knows he has nothing to run on other than abortion. 
That's you the know, only thing his campaign has focused on. And he knows if he does do a televised debate here locally, he might lose some of the knuckle-draggers that are going to support him come Election Day in the, Brooke, in the Twin Cities. Look up uh, Fetterman, who's running for office in Pennsylvania. Is this I the can't. guy that had the stroke? Yeah. You said his whole campaign is a scheme. I think all of politics has become disastrous. I agree with you. All of it. Uh, you have a president now who's completely politicized our oil reserves. John Fetterman. John Fetterman. Democrat running for Senate. Against a guy named Dr. Oz, <laughs> about whom I'm unfamiliar. I never watched his TV show or Mehmet whatever. Oz, Dr. Oz. I think he's Turkish by birth. I'm, I'm not sure. He's an American citizen, obviously. Yes. Uh, give me some Fetterman background. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to his... The poor fellow did have a stroke earlier this summer, and he mm. cannot process. He can't put some some coherent thoughts together. So, and he's in. He's a very likely winner for the Senate race in Pennsylvania <coughs> because right. he adheres to all the leftist talking points. John's story. Meet John. Uh, I don't think he's ever worked. 20 years ago, John came to Braddock to start a GED program. He became mayor and for 13 years worked to build the once-booming steel town back from collapse. Shades of Bernie Sanders. I think the only thing Bernie ever did was being a mayor somewhere in Vermont. Burlington, I think. As lieutenant governor, John transformed the position into... He was lieutenant governor? A bully pulpit for criminal justice reform. He has led the fight to free the wrongfully convicted and give second chances to deserving longtime inmates and champion the cause of legalizing marijuana on a historic tour of all 67 counties. Pennsylvania native, born to teenage parents just starting out on their own. His father worked nights to put himself through college. John grew up in York and followed his father's footsteps to Albright College where he played offensive tackle for the Lions. What twins catcher was from York, Pennsylvania? Butch Weiniger. Butch Weiniger. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Um, Look up, see if you have any audio of Fetterman. Uh, that's what I'm doing right yeah. now. Uh, master's in public policy from Harvard. That's meaningless. Okay. I uh, return to... Think of that statement, which is not inaccurate. Yeah. That's meaningless, which well, it's uh, true. Public policy from Harvard. Give me a break. Right. I mean, you know, uh, he joined AmeriCorps. Uh, he taught GED classes. Uh, he returned to Pennsylvania to start a GED program in the town of Braddock, one of the poorest and most challenged communities in the Commonwealth. In 05, encouraged by students, he ran for mayor. He managed to win the crowded primary by a single vote. In his 13 years as mayor, he worked to rebuild his community, creating jobs, youth engaged, okay, all that stuff. But he can't function right now. I'm sorry he had a stroke, but he can't function. He uh, <clears throat> And he's very likely to win this. And that means Pennsylvania leftists are sending to Washington a fellow who can't, unfortunately, daily duties. can't think straight. Hmm. I, I think he's recovering from the stroke. Well, but What's the big deal? That's the same thing with our president. Well, I, I didn't want to say that, so yeah. thank you. Many members of Congress. Many, yeah. it, the yeah. whole thing is shot. Yep. The whole <laughs> thing is just, a, is, is just a farce. Everything. Um, speaking about saying anything to get elected or stay elected, stay on the mm-hmm. third rail, uh, this was your president yesterday. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play this on the program. We need to responsibly increase American oil production without delaying or deferring our transition to clean energy. Let me, uh, let's debunk some myths here. My administration has not stopped or slowed U.S. oil production. Yes, it has. 
that has once banks again are, banks are hesitant to loan. Let's translate. Money. Our policies are complete garbage and dis- destroying this country. Our policies are whatever they are to keep me in office. Yep. And if I have to tap into our oil reserves <laughs> for political reasons, I will. It won't make a bit of difference at the pump. There, you fixed it for them. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. What a, America. Just say anything. Uh, you know, the sun comes up in the West. It does now? Yeah. Well, sometimes, if you're Fetterman. I did find one piece of audio, but it's it's a basically a mishmash of a lot of things he's saying, and it's not very, the, the audio quality is not very good. You know, uh, I was noting that the feds have now charged charged a 50th defendant in the Feeding Our Future case. Okay. And God bless them. I hope the feds stay with this. They just got to keep going and going and right. going until we uh, see that horse collapse in the barn. I, I'd like to know how far this goes. <clears throat> and we were, uh, or Kenny was asking uh, quite plausibly, because this is so enriching, and it was so bold. Is somebody is somebody pulling the strings? Somebody hmm. higher up than uh, Amy Bach, for okay. example. <clears throat> and he said, uh, "Wonder if it's the mafia." And he was being somewhat facetious. And then we all uh, jokingly said, "Well, we don't know anything about that." You know what? In all seriousness, I've been thinking about it. I don't think it would be the mafia. Why is They're that? They're not that stupid. <laughs> They wouldn't get caught. <laughs> they wouldn't so quickly kill that that goose that's been laying the golden egg. You're right. They wouldn't kill it out of pure greed. They can be greedy, but they're not idiots. Right. These people are idiots. You you announce you're feeding 8,000 people a day and you're getting away with it. Why did you get away with it? That's where we're going with this with this investigation. Why did you get away with that? Is that going back to your line about how the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing? I think it might come down to that we only have leftists, basically, in positions of power. And the Somali community... Well, that's getting this ma- one right here. Oh, that's many of whom, most of whom, obviously, are not involved in the food fraud, and many of whom would like to point it out and 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 uh, clear their own names and say it wasn't me it's it, it, we're helping Rightfully to blow the so. whistle on yeah. this yeah. Right. Yeah. we're helping to blow the whistle on this but could it be that the leftists we have in power the attorney general the governor most of the legislature the mayors the city councils and whatever they they would tread lightly on uh, our our black friends from somalia <clears throat> That they would be afraid to be judgmental. They would be afraid to exercise the force of the law because they would be seen to being oppressive yep. and, and and turning them into victims and what have you. So they abandon the law in favor of looking the other way. I'm just speculating. No, I, I, I not only is that plausible, uh, I just believe that to be fact. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard not to. I mean, tell me why I shouldn't. Pro- this, this, just listen to how this works. It's just prosecutors have charged a 50th person in an alleged scheme to defraud federal child nutrition programs. Abdul Jabbar Hussein, 42, made his first court appearance yesterday in St. Paul. According to the indictment, Hussein created a company called Oramia or- Feeds which purported to supply meals to Shamisa Hopes, Hopes, a nonprofit that his wife, 
Mekfira Hussein operated under the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future. Mm. Authorities say Amy Bach, the founder of Feeding Our Future, was the ringleader of the scheme to steal $250 million bucks from two child meal programs. Uh, all right, we already know that. Uh, managed at the state level by the Minnesota Department of Education. Prosecutors allege that conspirators falsified invoices, put the names of non-existent children on reimbursement forms, and used a network of shell companies to hide the origin of the funds. Bach and many uh, others have pleaded not guilty. The, Su- the Husseins, who are charged with wire fraud, bribery, and money laundering, have not entered pleas. As with most of their co-defendants, the government has not requested that they be jailed as the case moved forward. As a condition of their release, those charged had to surrender their passports to federal officials. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, they can't leave the country. Right. In 2020 and 2021, Mekfira Hussein, that's the wife, allegedly claimed to have served 3.4 million meals (laughs) or about 5,000 per day, seven days a week to children at sites in Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis, and Fridley. (laughs) That went unchallenged. Where? Five. That's a lot. A That's a lot of macaroni and cheese. In reality, Sheesh. prosecutors say Shamisa Hopes provided only a fraction of the meal amounts claimed. According to the indictment, McFira Hussein diverted $7.8 million to her husband's company, which allegedly took another nearly $1 million in federal funds separately. So the Husseins are up to $8.8 million here. Authorities say the couple spent the money on luxury vehicles and to pay off the mortgage on their Shakopee home. Prosecutors also allege they paid thousands of dollars in kickbacks to feeding our future employee Abdekerm A. Idle in exchange for their company's participation in the programs. Do you okay. get how it works now? Do you see how it works? Boy, yep. do I ever. You, you just apply and boom. Out of the blue. It's, it sounds like, and this is just speculation, it sounds like, uh, you know, Amy Bach sits in a big throne. Yep. And, 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 <laughs> Give her a scepter, too. I want to have a scepter. She has a scepter, and people come in, and she said, you know, you could work for us, and here's what it will cost you. We'll get you the money, but you have to give me back a certain amount of money. Boy, what a good gig. Something like that. Well, and that's now, where the mafia wouldn't have screwed it up. Right. They wouldn't have run out and bought Lamborghinis right off the bat and paid off their oh, mortgages. Gotta, because they're clean up the money. The mafia would look at this as we can we can milk this for a long time, but let's not claim we're feeding eight thousand kids right. a week. Come on, that's ridiculous. Idley, uh, who worked for Feeding Our Future, is one of two defendants in the case at the US Attorney's Office in Minneapolis says is no longer in the U.S. Oh, uh-oh. That's convenient. One defendant, Abdi Wahab Malim Afton, yep. had left the country but returned and entered a guilty plea on September 29th. Three yep. of the 50 defendants, Adiso... That should be a guilty plea. What yeah. did I say? You said a guilty, guilty pee. Guilty pee is a whole different thing. He had both. <clears throat> you know, uh, that's a bit different. <laughs> Three of the 50 defendants, Abdiso Murdasa... Hannah Merking and Hadith Yusuf Ahmed pleaded guilty last week. 
Okay. Uh, I think a guilty pee is when you're in church and you just want to get out of the pew for a little bit and, Mom, i got to go to the bathroom. That's a guilty pee. Uh, I'm perfectly willing to believe that Amy Bach wasn't smart enough to pull this off. You're thinking she... Okay, you're thinking some But I don't think it's the mafia. Okay. I, I'm How serious because I just don't think they'd be that stupid. How could this go curious. on under her nose, though, and her not sniff yeah, something I, rotten? I, I'm with Kenny. I, I, she's not innocent. There's no Who? way. Bach. I'm not claiming she is. You but just she's, said she's saying she's not no, smart. No, he's saying she's not the kingpin. She's, I'm, not, I'm yeah. saying she oh. might not be the kingpin. I'm sorry. Okay, I misunderstood you. But then. you're saying the mafia would not do that and because it's so careless. And I'm saying the mafia, careless. and I'm being serious. They're not that stupid. They're pros. They've been doing this for years. They're not going to blow this chance. So you're, wow, you're making a, you're saying Make, that there's a claim. Well, go ahead, John. Sorry. So you're Maybe pro she, mafia. Yes. <laughs> Always. Yes. Always Maybe she's, is the right yes, answer. Yes, I am. Yes. She, she thought she had this great scheme when it started, and all of a sudden things got way out of hand, and she wasn't smart enough to figure out how to calm it down. There you go. Thank you, That's, John. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's believable. Yeah. That's one theory. It's one theory. You know the smartest guy in all this is? Hmm. The guy that we heard about in the email that said, uh, this is too good to be true. This doesn't sound like it's on the up and up. Well, I've been alerted to a fellow who runs a restaurant in St. Paul. Is that, maybe that's the guy we're talking about. He's from Ethiopia. Okay. And he struggles with, with his English, but does a very good job. I've been on the phone with him. Mm. And I was alerted to him by a third party that he's willing to talk to me. Okay. And what happened to him is he had people visit him and offer him forty grand a month in exchange for a list of names that would have been fraudulent that he fed. Mm. And he, he didn't bite. He said no. Uh, if I'm going to feed people, I'm going to feed people, feed them, right? and I'm not taking this money that you're taking from the government. But here's month. here's the problem. Here's the problem. When I say, do you know the name of who approached you, which I would need in this case? Right. He said they're all named Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Abdullahi, Mohammed. They're all named Mohammed. So I, I don't know where to go with this sure. because. You know, you got to adhere to some principles of journalism here, and you got to have a name. Right. I'm not saying the guy's lying. He but sounds you, like a real honest guy who desperately wants to embrace the American way of life. And he's saying, "What the hell were these people trying to give me forty grand a month for when I wasn't going to feed five thousand kids a week?" Right. But you still need to do your due diligence. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going to go with that. We'll be back shortly. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hey GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. Well, that is true. Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor 
ever by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Latte schmate. Here's Joe Souchere. Jump! Yeah, that's what's... That's the 80s. Yeah, yeah it is. Sounds like an episode like of Miami Vice. Yep. Even, he, he even has the hand claps in there. Panama! Don't oh, wait, the, that's a different uh, I see the chopper just cruising along the shoreline in yeah. California or Hawaii. And the quick look. Yeah. Seafoamworks.com <laughs> <laughs> is an excellent source on the proper use of all seafoam products. But they also have some really good advice on their website on reviving bad running small engines. If you don't know how, it's really easy to learn. Basically, it's new plugs, new air cleaner, clean the carb, clean the gas tank, use fresh gas with a gulp of seafoam motor treatment, and you're on your way. A seafoam motor treatment can also be used to stabilize fuel for up to a couple of years, making it ideal for storing your seasonal equipment. You've been hearing us talk about that for years. And everything it does for small engines, it can also do for larger ones, cars, trucks, tractors, um, even gas, diesel. It doesn't matter. It's a great preventive medicine, and it's great for reviving engines, and trannies too, for that matter, with the Seafoam Tranny Tune. Uh, you really should check out this website. It's pretty cool, seafoamworks.com. Uh, you can buy it almost anywhere. It's our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. So I got an email from uh, a gentleman by the name of Kyle, who I've been in communication with, and Kyle is a subscriber to the Garage Logic Town oh. Council, and I think he pretty much has since day one, since we announced this. I got to share with you guys an email. You ready? Because yeah. you guys are all going to get a kick out of this. Uh-huh. Subject line, start of the show. Yeah. Hey, Chris, now that you've let us behind the curtain to see how the sausage is made, I have a quick question. Why does Joe start with the Fratellonis about five different times? It's like an audio version of trying to kickstart an old motorcycle that won't fire. And after each attempt, the aggravation grows. Once it finally goes through, though, the show is off and running smoothly. And only sometimes does the show do the audio equivalent of dropping into the ditch. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Joe, your rebuttal. Well, see, yeah. when, you're, uh, when, you're a, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're a member of the town council, you see us in the minutes prior to what is heard on the podcast. Right. And in order to get the podcast going, I keep saying Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, meaning let's go here. And I'm ignored. I'm just ignored. I'm treated mocked. I'm treated poorly. You mock me. And and I'm mocked. And then finally they turn to me and say we're ready. But that's that's just a, a minor thing that you'll hear uh Oh yeah, prior to minor, the, minor is for sure. Yes, right. And we're talking about the town council. It's ten bucks a month. It doesn't impact anyone who wants to just continue listening to the podcast as they are. That doesn't change. The ten bucks a month gets you inside the clubhouse, where you hear all this BS during seg- uh, during breaks uh, for commercial segments and what have you before and after the show. And Rook's working on a video archive. Audio. <clears throat> what did I say? I keep video. saying video. Yeah. It's an audio archive of just really what it is is garage logic over the years. 
and you're you're plumbing the depths. Yes, and uh, today one of the cuts was when uh, Governor Bush called you when he was running for office in W. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding. No. No, we had about a four or five minute call, and then he had to go. And Joe's like, yeah, okay. No, Joe, I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> I got to split. You <laughs> yeah, know? It, w- it wasn't much of a call. Uh, it wasn't, but it was neat to have. You, you've had President Bush on your show. Boy, was it you? No, it was the legit. He was in it, yeah, riding it was, a it car. Was, it was really W. He, would, he had just been to uh, Sharing and Caring Hands. And then he was going to... May, ha- I, uh, may I say something about the, uh, the uh, town council thing? Yes. What the members of the town council have learned is that before the show starts, Joe is completely psychotic. No, not really. And he's, <laughs> no, you are. And uh, almost impossible to deal with um, as a human being. But after the first break, and if you're a town council member, you realize this, Joe magically turns into a normal dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the end yeah. of the show, he's so friendly that he's a pain in the ass, and yeah. we actually have to ask him to leave. As a member of the but, town council. But there's a great, there's a great um, personality change between the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Well, because you, Joe. you, you yeah. people yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Won't, won't calm down. And let's get rolling here. Let's get it. Also, you know, you get a newsletter, you get a membership card, a window cling, a certificate, invites to uh, members-only events. Now, I have heard from town council members who are wondering where all those goodies are. And yes, I, I right. forwarded those to the people in charge of getting yes. you those yes. items, and I don't know why there's been a collapse in that. We are working on it. Well, you know like, what? He's like Elvis. He wants to go right from the limo to the stage. Yeah. He doesn't want any small talk before the show. No, hi, how you doing? How's the wife and I kids? I don't want to know anything. Let's just you get go your taxes the paid. Any, none, none of that. Especially just, on Thursday. Go yeah. to garagelogic.com and you can find out more and yeah. sign up for I, the town council. I wasn't going to say psychotic, Kenny. I was going to go, you know, impatient. I thought that was a little kinder. He's a you little know, completely psychotic. Is that's that's strong. I might I'd go lying. with impatient. impatient. Uh, my expertise uh, is hyperbole. Extremely so. impatient. <laughs> yeah, so. Now, Rook, let's walk through the beginning of the radio days. You know, where no, the, can I can the I continue this show? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Chris, is. I think that's a good point. It was better when he was in radio because it was a hard, it was a hard time. start time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and I think that's what has thrown him off. When poor Judd would want to talk, I don't about like being hockey. talked about in the third person while you're in the room. Yeah, you want to talk a little hockey? Yeah, okay, that's great, Judd. Okay, I got to go here. Yeah. Remember that Joe was quite calm before the radio show. He'd even stop at my desk, say, "Hey, yeah. how's it going, Johnny? What's it, going on?" It, it was the you hard know, start time. You yeah, know what? Though? I, I think it was the hard start time. Do you go. remember the years when he had a different office space every week? Oh, yes. they just basically shuffled him around. What what cubicle is he in today? He was, He's in the closet down in the end with the. Uh, he was Milton oh. from Office Space. Yeah, they just was. kept moving him. Him and his stapler. He was like forty days roaming the desert with the Jews. Oh. More gardens in green space might boost lifespans in poorer neighborhoods. Study finds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Every 10% increase in exposure to natural space in private gardens. I think private is a misnomer there. How about just gardens? 
was linked to a 7% drop in early death among people younger than 65, according to a newly published study, which suggests that upping green space could narrow the lifespan gap between the rich and the poor. So we're right back to tree equity. The study was published Monday in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health. It builds on existing evidence that greater access and exposure to natural space has a direct positive impact on health. For the new research, the team aimed to study whether nature protects against an earlier than expected death. Hmm. All right. The team from the University of Glasgow in the United Kingdom used data from the 2016 Scottish Burden of Disease to see the gap between the expected and actual lifespan for adults under 65 at the time of their death. The data was then divided up by data zone or geographical units of approximately 500 to 1,000 residents in an area with physical boundaries, Mm. natural communities, and households with similar social characteristics. The poorest areas had the lowest average percentage of natural space in gardens, the authors said, and people living in these areas also had the highest levels of ill health. Okay, I buy that. Uh, I'll tell you why. why it just that? it just makes common sense. Who wouldn't prefer a bucolic scene when they look out their window to, say, an industrial scene? It would be more soothing. So right? what are we to do about this? Well, but, why is this uh, our burden? Well, I, I'm working towards that. Okay. I'm but these, these are written in ways that wish to victimize poor people and hold evil white people accountable for daring to have a lawn and some trees. There is nothing to prevent anyone from having trees. And there is nothing to prevent anyone from having a garden. So it's specious reasoning to say poor people are victimized by the absence of gardens and natural spaces. Then create some. It has nothing to do with victimization. Nothing. How could it? Um. Running a garden, no matter how big or how small, is very time-consuming. Yeah, and I don't have one for that very reason. Right, and maybe some of these poor people are busy working three jobs a day, and the thought of having a garden doesn't even enter into their, their mind. They just don't have time. It does say the study was observational and cannot establish cause and effect. Uh, in addition, the research did not include information on individual lifestyle style behavior and personal economic circumstances. Uh, in other words, uh, maybe you tend to smoke more or drink more if you live in a so-called poor area. Well, that would contribute to an early death, too, just as much as the absence of the old oak tree. But there is nothing in here that causes me to, to do have any reflection whatsoever. In other words, when these, when these uh, Mysterians bring about these things, I, I think they hope that, we'll, that those of us who have a lawn, for example, will we'll, we'll scratch our chin and have reflection. Am I, am I, uh, am I somehow, uh, let me see here. Is this really fair that I have a lawn? <laughs> oh, it should make you feel guilty. Well, it doesn't. That's why I say this. These kinds of studies cause me to have no reflection whatsoever because they're so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. It's idiotic. Right. 
And we just went through it with the tree inequity in Minneapolis, where they had, remember they had the photo. Oh yeah. And you once you see it, you just can't unsee it. No, you can't unsee yeah. it. You just Joe. can't unsee it. The damage it. has been done. Oh, you just can't unsee it. <laughs> to this day, I can't unsee it. <laughs> it's still there, burned into your retinas. And they they had uh, I don't know how they did it. They flew around to where they found enough of a bare spot in somebody's block. Sure. Where they took the picture and said, "See, yep. <laughs> you can't unsee that." Yeah, we got one. Yeah. Well, actually, I can unsee it, lady. Whoever wrote it, you, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you, don't call you, me a you, 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 yeah. you, don't call me a you, you. No, these things they want, they want to, they want to compel reflection. They want to compel introspection. Are we living right? Are we living correctly? Are we living with fairness? Are we living with our brothers and sisters in mind? Yes, we are. And if you don't want a tree, that ain't my problem. Right. This is America, baby. Get a damn tree. What if there's a hole in the sky where the tree once stood? That's a problem. Okay. Because somebody's making money. Do you want to hear that? No. Okay. (laughs) More gardens and Um, green space. Boost lifespans. I buy that. Quick time I'm not going to argue that. What? Quick time Is this on on point? Bruce emailed me a couple weeks ago the last time I played that. said, Reavers, I love you. You play that song again. I'm driving to Hubbard. I'm going to break both of your legs. I don't blame him. (laughs) But Joe, even sticking a tree in the ground, it doesn't end there. I mean, there's upkeep and watering and this, that, and the other. Growing trees is a pain in the ass. Well, so plant the tree and put a drip hose on it. BFD. Um, did you guys watch much baseball I'm yesterday? On your side here. There's a Hyundai commercial that aired a couple of times. I think it's Hyundai, where the guy sees a. Little tree yes. out of the side. Yes. You saw it yesterday. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, where's he going? With and this? I wonder what the point was. And then, he, and then he put it in a little cup and then they stopped at a cafe and he's he's giving it water and then he he drove it out to the wilderness and put it in the ground. I'm thinking, what a What dude. the hell does this have to do with buying a car? And but you could only do that if you had a Hyundai. Well, right. That's yeah. who he was well, that's who they're marketing to. Right. Oh, the tree huggers. Yeah, you're right, Kenny. Good oh, call. The, the the idiots. Oh, God, I hope idiots. it was a. I hope it was a. See, I think I stumbled onto something. If I say stumbled, would accidentally be redu- redundant. I think I've stumbled mm. onto something accidentally. Huh? <clears throat> These studies, which are a dime a dozen, and this one even admits we don't really know what we're attempting to prove here. We <laughs> we have no cause and effect. We. We don't. This is observational only. We have no empirical data to supply you. But these studies, which are endless, here's the problem: too many people fall for it. See, yeah. this is another yeah. reason some euphorian Hyundai driving tree okay. planner would feel guilty. <laughs> I'm. Let's say that I'm that person. What's my next step? Guess you buy a Hyundai and go get a tree, and you feel better about and, yourself. Yeah. Get, and go to, what, a poor neighborhood and stick it in somebody's nope. yard, and then they turn their dog loose, and the next thing you know, I'm missing eyeballs and a hand. And <laughs> That's part a great of my, point. You know where the guy with stuff. the Hyundai took the tree? Where? To a beautiful, wasn't it an ocean overlook? Oh, yeah, it was and, magnificent. And a beautiful, natural area that already had trees without this little fruitcake showing up with his Hyundai. <laughs> so he robbed an urban area of a he potential did. tree. You know what he did? He caused somebody tree inequity. That's right. And what to take his tree asked, out to the natural site. And what he doesn't know is three minutes after he left, Peter Cottontail hopped up 
and ate that tree. That's right. <laughs> that tree got leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. You don't need to have this kind of BS in the, in your heart when you go to get a Volkswagen. No, they would you not. Know, they do would that. haul the Volkswagen Atlas would haul a forest, mm-hmm. but you don't need to haul a forest around. If people want trees, they're on their own. And they can they can plant them. And I'm talking about countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood, corner of Highway 36 and 61, the oldest VW dealership in Minnesota, until I'm corrected empirically. And this Robert Klo up in uh, St. Cloud, he says no. Joe, once again, you've got it wrong. Uh-oh. Ike Motors in St. Cloud starting, started selling VWs in 1960. We'd have to find the exact day and month to settle this dispute with your erroneous contention that a Metro dealer was first. Hey, pal, my old man didn't drive up to St. Cloud to get his Volkswagen. <laughs> he got it that. from Schmelz. My first car was a black 1961, uh, a 61 black VW with a heater that put air from cooling the engine into the cabin. Uh, he had a number of VWs, and uh, thank you. He then went to a Dodge uh, Polara. Uh, Is this part of the ad? No, I'm just reading this guy's email. Yeah, it's part of the ad for Schmelz Countryside. <laughs> Multi-generational, their only store. Has been for years. It's where I shop. And I will continue to the family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily. The Taos, the Tiguan, the uh, family size seven passenger Atlas with that 5,000 pound towing capability. The all electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV named the 2021 World Car of the Year. Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood. New inventory arriving daily, Volkswagen SUVs in stock. Find out for yourself at SchmelzVW.com. KJ. Floor season? Doing the alphabet backwards. H. I'm rolling. G. It's backwards alphabet season. E D C B A. Could you please blow into this, sir? Will you guys be quiet so Ricky can tell yeah. us about Redmond's flooring? Well, I love yeah. Redmond's flooring. Redmond's flooring and design. They're not only going to put that carpet down or that tile, they're going to put a design plan together with you if you're not sure what you There's so many choices these days. Go to their website, redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. There you'll find the phone number. You'll see how for the last 50 years they have been serving all places around the metro area, and they love the fact that garage log- garage logicians are calling them to find out what their options are. Request an appointment online. Estimates are always free, and this doesn't happen overnight. Don't don't go with the overnight guys. Go with the tried and true. Fifty years, they're going to put a plan together. You'll pick out whatever carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl you want. They work with Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. You are not going to be disappointed when you use Redmond's Flooring and Design. Website, poke around, see all the reviews, tell them that the Rook sent you. Uh, Mike and the whole crew over there do a great job. But they're not going to call you. You call them. 763-316-3332. Redmond's Flooring and Design in Anoka for the last 50 years should be your choice for replacing your kitchen or your living room or your basement carpet. Whatever the case may be, call Redmond's today. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he it's an old fine. one. Yeah. I'm going to come right through this, this computer. Is, no, it's not a new one. You already broke your promise. I, I played the new ones that Dylan sent. Playing more new ones. I want new oldies. 
Moon Motorsports has brands for the kiddos. They're up in Monticello with an amazing selection of U-sized ATVs, side-by-sides, bikes. You can see them all if you hop on the website, moonmotorsports.com. A lot of opportunities for riding around this state. That's from south uh, southeastern Minnesota, uh, North Shore, Iron Range, uh, even as close as, uh, what is that, ha, that uh, off of Highway 70 and uh, 35W. Anyway, uh, yeah, you get the point. A lot of places to go riding. And I bring that up because that's where you should be bringing your family. You don't have to have that kid turn, uh, turn laps around the house at the lake or in your backyard. You can actually get out with the entire family and enjoy some trail riding and a brand new ATV for Christmas. Oh my goodness, you'll be their hero for life. If you need to store that bike away for the winter, be it youth size or adult size, get a hold of Moon Motorsports. They've been doing it for years. They can help you out. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, Triumph, BMW, Yamaha, Ducati, Honda, Skidoo, they've got them all. And the Grand Moon Motorsports Cathedral is right there up in Monticello, south side of 94, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Dave Bliss, writing from Lisbon, Portugal, our resident philosopher, says, Yesterday on the podcast, you talked about why people cross the street on their walks. Mm -hmm. I have an answer to this question. It is the same answer to a lot of questions, like, why do people hunt? Why do people own snowmobiles? Why do people dress like that? The answer is America's a free country. Mind your own business. Oh, thank <laughs> you, David. Thank Once you. I get off my lawn, uh, answer. Take that. Here's John Haidt in his newsroom. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, I did a little research on your commercial that you guys saw, your car commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not seen the commercial, but I believe you uh, people are correct. It is Hyundai because I have a news story. April 25th, Dateline San Francisco, Hyundai Motor America today announced a partnership with... One Tree Planted, there you are. a non- non-profit organization that focuses on global reforestation. Hyundai's donation will assist in the planting of 150,000 trees across the country throughout the year 2022. And according to this story, it all started back at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco with the planting of a tree on April 23rd. Isn't so, that uh, Earth Day? Earth Day. No, Earth Day's no, the 22nd. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, it is Hyundai. Well, this moron in the Hyundai, he goes and plants a tree in a forest. <laughs> but my favorite part is when he stops at the cafe well, and has a little, little tree on the yeah. table. Oh, he's yeah. waiting for his meal, and he's got to yeah. give it a little water. Yeah. He's so sensitive. <laughs> Hyundai has committed to a fully electrified vehicle lineup by 2040 and plan to have... One million electric vehicles on roads, Hyundai's, by 2025. Wait, you said fully, so they're not even going to produce any gas After 2040. Vehicles? Wow. Correct. Yep, after 2040. Hmm. Uh, they plan to have 23 different eco-friendly vehicles. Good for them. Let's move on. And if you have a Hyundai in the Twin Cities, it's the most carjacked vehicle. You know why? Because you can start them. Yeah. I guess Great. we're not going to get that Hyundai endorsement. I have to start a Volkswagen. Without, yeah. uh, 20, without without being the owner. you got to be there. You know? That's it. <laughs> 25 years in radio, uh, 25 years ago, excuse me, in radio, and uh, I had to do an ad for Hyundai. I didn't know how to say it. So I was told it rhymes with Monday. Yeah, so I was told go. Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, By the same, same guy? Thing. Yeah. Mm. I Monday was told like sh- Sunday. Shut the hell up with the boring stuff and get on with your That's life. That's what I wish we'd do. <laughs> in the news... 
at Minneapolis <laughs> Paul International Airport. Officials are having a busy day as families leave town as part of the MEA weekend. The Metropolitan Airports Commission anticipates more than 36,000 passengers will take to the skies out of MSP today. MSP and the airline said they're boosting staff to accommodate the high demand, especially in the ticketing lobby, to help things run smoothly. Uh, if you're traveling, experts recommend you arrive about two hours early for your flight. But if you're flying out of the country, make it three hours. What is early. this scam, MEA? What a bunch of BS. What are they doing? This is the first, first MEA weekend that I haven't taken off since I was in elementary school. Ooh, I've never taken one. one off. My favorite, though, is well, when they still surprising. had MEA weekend when we were distance learning and everyone checked in via Zoom. That was my favorite scam of MEA. Well, do teachers still have meetings and stuff? Yeah, don't they do it at the convention center? Well, they used to. Oh. I bet they don't. Uh, the teacher that I'm familiar with uh, chimed in at about 8 o'clock with her mother, and she was still in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't. she might not make that conference right. today. Got I think. it. Yeah. Eden Prairie Police shared several safety tips after several car thefts and break-ins the past few days. Police said there have been five reports of stolen cars since Sunday, 18 reported car break-ins. Uh, it's not hard to figure out why if you've seen this news story. In all five cases of car theft, the vehicles were parked in driveways or open garages, the car doors were unlocked, and the keys were inside. I think a good tip there would be don't leave the keys in in your car unlocked. I think that's a good Copy. tip. Who Wise are counsel? the people yeah. that are still doing what? what What's the matter with you? Well, apparently there's a few from the sounds of this. Uh, so people, police also say most of the cars that were broken into of the 18 were unlocked. Uh, they are asking residents to be alert in that area. Call 911 to report any suspicious activity. What area is this, John? Eden, Eden Prairie. Prairie. I see. Maryland will review about 100 autopsies of people who died in police custody involving physical restraint because of concerns about the state's former medical examiner's testimony in the death of George Floyd. A team of forensic pathologists and behavioral scientists narrowed down the scope of the in-depth review after looking at about 1,300 autopsies conducted during the tenure of Dr. David Fowler, who testified for the defense at the 2021 murder trial of Derek Chauvin. After Chauvin's conviction in Floyd's killing, medical experts raised concerns about the work of the Office of Chief Medical Examiner in Maryland. 400 such experts signed a letter to Attorney General Brian Frosch asserting that Fowler's testimony deviated from standard medical practices in assessing cause of death and classifying the manner of Floyd's death as undetermined rather than homicide. The letter called for an investigation to determine whether the office's in-custody death determination under Fowler's leadership exhibited any pro-law enforcement bias or failed to show appropriate practices and protocols. Fowler was Maryland's chief medical examiner from 2002 to 2019. With pandemic relief grants running out and enrollment falling faster than expected, the Minnesota State College and University System is getting ready for its largest ever state funding request for the upcoming biennium. The system wants a $350 million increase in state support to pay for a tuition freeze, increased student services and financial aid, job training improvements, and increased core funding for the 26 colleges and seven universities. Why? The uh, people are... Uh, the, uh, 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 yes. Uh, enrollment is <laughs> yes. declining. That's true. Yes, very much so. Chancellor Devinder Mahotra said he's proposing such a, quote, bold and aggressive request, not because he wants a piece of the big, huge budget surplus, but so that the system's campuses can continue to support the state's economy. Oh, Jesus, Gary. 
Christ. Praying again, are you? Yeah. System leaders said Wednesday the enrollment, which is on a decade-long losing streak, looks to be down another 3.8% this year. Uh, They had budgeted around a 2.2% decrease. Minnesota State's budget this year is $2.12 billion with a B. The largest revenue sources are the state appropriation at $790 million and tuition at $703 million. God, I'd be a tyrant as a governor. You would be. I would not let any of this go. You're supporting the state's economy, huh? At the University of Minnesota Morris, there's no accounting professor, but there's 11 professors, so-called professors, of women and gender studies. Extremist Joe Souchere wants to cut funding for education. <laughs> he doesn't like children. And he hates puppies. <laughs> He's British extremist. <laughs> extremist Joe Sushi. He is British dangerous. Front. I just I job. love that tactic from the left where well, we don't agree with him, and he's making too many good points, so he must be extreme. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's used on both sides. Yeah, is it? I've given up this argument. Sorry. No. I'm just, yeah. I'm just no, being I've asked. not heard yeah. in a political ad anyone I, on left being called oh, an extremist. I just heard one this morning. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah I think both sides are playing that I'm angle. sorry They're if all you were offended. Offended. Yep. If you're offended. British Prime Minister Liz Truss resigned Thursday, bowing to the inevitable after a tumultuous short-lived term in which her policies triggered turmoil in financial markets and a rebellion in her own party. Wait, didn't she have the job for about five minutes? 44 days. days. (laughs) We hardly knew ye. She's not even fully moved in yet. Don't you wish it would work that way here, though? No kidding. Making a hastily scheduled statement outside her 10 Downing Street office, Truss acknowledged that I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. Hers is the third resignation by a Conservative Prime Minister in as many years and leaves a divided party seeking a leader who can unify its warring factions. Truss, who said she'll remain in office for a few more days while that process unfolds, has been Prime Minister for just 45 days. Just a day earlier, she had vowed to stay in power, saying she was a fighter, not a quitter. But Truss couldn't hold on any longer after a senior minister quit her government with a barrage of criticism and a vote in the House of Commons descended into chaos and acrimony just days after she was forced to abandon many of her economic policies. Former President Trump signed and filed court documents that he knew contained false information as part of his scheme to overturn his loss in the election, according to a federal judge. An 18-page order from U.S. District Judge David Carter yesterday from the Central District of California ordered conservative attorney John Eastman to turn over some emails he had written advising Trump and his presidential campaign to the House Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. It'll never end. The judge wrote the email show that President Trump knew that the specific numbers of voter fraud were wrong, but he continued to tout those numbers both in court and to the public. This court finds that these emails are sufficiently related to and in furtherance of a conspiracy to defraud the United States. I saw Pence asked if Trump uh, runs again, would you vote for him? And Pence didn't have the balls to say, hell no. He said, well, I'd much prefer if it was somebody else. I'd prefer if it was somebody else. Why don't else? you people stand up to this moron? Get a backbone, and then maybe you'll go, God hey. almighty, we're just surrounded by morons. Meanwhile. I feel like that every day when I'm here. Kenny, are laughing like hyenas, you know, he's talking yeah. about us. I love that. Meanwhile, the former president did answer questions under oath yesterday in a lawsuit filed by E. Jean Carroll. 
She's the columnist who says the Republican former president raped her in the mid-1990s in a department store dressing room. The ex-president's deposition gave Carol's lawyers a chance to interrogate former president about the assault allegations, as well as statements he made in 2019 when she told her story publicly for the first time. Trump's legal team worked for years to delay the deposition in the lawsuit, which was filed when he was still president. Federal judge last week rejected Trump's request for another delay, saying he couldn't, quote, run the clock out on the plaintiff's attempt to gain a remedy for what allegedly was a serious wrong. What's his legal team down to? About three guys from St. Croix Falls? <laughs> what, 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 who's he even got? I don't he never know. pays them. He screws them all. Lies well, one, to them. The one guy that he had for uh, the TV, what was his TV show called? I don't know. Uh, the Apprentice? The Apprentice. Uh, he had the old guy was with him for many, many years. I forget what his name is. I'm going to have to find out yeah. if he still works for him. A mystery, an Emmy Award-winning ABC News journalist who broke several high-profile national security and terrorism-related stories has gone missing since the FBI reportedly seized classified information from his laptop during a raid on his Virginia home. 52-year-old James Gordon Meek, investigative reporter and producer of Hulu's acclaimed documentary, 3212 Unredacted has not been seen in public since heavily armed federal agents raided his penthouse in April. Rolling Stone magazine, citing sources familiar with the matter, said the federal agents found classified information on Meek's laptop computer. Meek's attorney said Mr. Meek is unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making. If such documents exist as claimed, this would be within the scope of his long career as an investigative journalist. It's unclear which news story prompted the federal government to set its sights on Meek, whose groundbreaking reporting on the 2017 Pentagon cover-up of the deaths of U.S. servicemen in Niger served as the basis for the Hulu documentary. His whereabouts are unknown. Before working for ABC News, he also covered national security for the New York Daily News. The New York Post sought comment from ABC and the FBI. Everyone has declined any comment. A group of nine scientists have glued themselves to the floor of Volkswagen's Autostadt facility in Germany to protest climate change. Wait uh, a minute, wait. Well, unfortunately for members of the Scientific Rebellion Activist Group, when it came time to close up for the night, VW locked the doors and switched off the lights and the heating, leaving the men glued to oh, the floor. they Good. left them in there! Good. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> fantastic. Wow. According to the protesters, the carmaker supported their right to protest, but neglected to give them anything, including a bowl to go to the bathroom in Good. while they were glued. <laughs> as well as gluing themselves to the floor in the showroom, which sits next to the Volkswagen factory in Wolfsburg, some of the activists are undergoing a hunger strike. Their demands are that the German government move to decarbonize its transport sector in a bid to help fight climate change. They also say that VW, one of the country's largest car, uh, car makers, should do its part in the fight against pollution. One of the glued activists is Gianluca Grimalda. He went to Twitter and said there's a real link between CO2 emissions and rising global temps. Decarbonization is important and it must happen as fast as possible. He also relayed the conditions the protesters are facing. He said, we can't order food. We must eat the stuff provided by Volkswagen. The lights are off. Random unannounced checks by security guards with bright torches. In recent years, Volkswagen has pushed heavily into electric cars, and last year was the top-selling maker of EVs in Europe. I wouldn't reopen the store. I just let them, let them sit there. Them sit there. Yeah. Nice long weekend. Yeah. You're right. Give all the employees <laughs> Friday off. I don't mind you stealing bread. 
Hunger Strike. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. From the mouth well. of the Deccan. God, I love that song. Mm-hmm. George Ross was the lawyer for the Trump team. I do not believe he's still active. In Michigan, local school officials are upset after a video surfaced on social media with their gymnasium as the background for a sexually explicit musical performance last weekend. Matt Pitters is a 1998 graduate of Mount Clemens High School, and he said, I was appalled. The performance by local rapper O.T. Rell and a dancer was recorded inside the gym at Mount Clemens High School. Pitters was one of the people stunned when they saw the performance going around on social media. He said, the club promoters, I don't fault them. It's the fault of, you know, our school leaders. Quentin Hines mm-hmm. runs Rivals Recruiting Worldwide, which he says is a nonprofit. He was the promoter behind the event that he says featured 20 artists, including O.T. Rell. He says he rented out the school gym for $2,000 and that he takes full responsibility for what happened. Were they Hines canning said, apricots? Yeah, there was, there was dancing going on. It was perhaps. Seductive so. dancing? O.T. Yeah, that's a good way to put Rell. it. O.T. Rell. The kid said, said he was they, appalled, but he couldn't look away. O.T. Artist O.T. Rell said they knew that the stripper was coming because I said it numerous times. <laughs> Pitter said he was upset. There was no interruption from anybody at the school during the entire performance. He said, I would expect that even if the facilities were in use from a third party, there would be some rep from the school that was monitoring what was going on. Superintendent Monique Beal said she was appalled and disgusted after finding out what happened at the school gym. She said, and I just hurt for our schools and our community and our kids that something like this would have occurred here. She said the application was for a charity event. It was to be a sweetest day musical event and talent show. That's what we were told beforehand. Look what I can do. My favorite OT yeah, but they, they, they think nothing of these drag queen performances. That's okay, I guess. Can't, Joe, what's your favorite OT Rell song? <laughs> Mine is either Real Talk, Respect, A Letter to Nanny, or Ride Widom, W I T. I like Ride Widom. How is real spelled? Yeah. Uh, it's conventionally spelled. Oh, R E A L. R E A L Talk. Okay. That's probably my favorite. I thought it was a former NFL player who brought in the stripper, but it's a rapper. Freddie you're, Smoot? You're thinking of the Love Boat. Oh. You're thinking of Freddie Smoot. I was just playing dice. He was very busy. <laughs> All I remember it's about that talent. is what was wrong with our hookers? Why'd they have to go to Atlanta? <laughs> good qu- good. Can't you employ local talent? <laughs> yeah, where do you find them? They're out there. They've seen uh, it all. Yeah, you can get them. Uh, library systems are having a problem, apparently, with uh, threats. In September, library systems in Hawaii, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Tennessee, Massachusetts, and two other states were forced to close temporarily after getting shooting and bomb threats. While the threats were ultimately determined to be non-credible, the unusual pattern of incidents has left library workers reconsidering their safety on the job and wondering how to respond in the future. The threats are coming at a time when libraries have become an unwitting political battleground from book bans to anti-LGBTQ harassment by far-right groups. The American Library Association has asked FBI Director Christopher Wray to investigate whether there's any connection between all these recent threats. Responses to the threats have varied widely from closing facilities and alerting the public to maintaining normal operations, but letting all staff know about it, but only days later. Some library workers worry there seems to be little or no consensus on how libraries should handle the supposed threats. Lisa Palaya Lozada is the president of the ALA and assistant manager for adult services at the Palos Altos 
uh, Palos Verdes, excuse me, library district in California. She says the ALA doesn't have any specific guidance on how a library should handle these types of threats, and she doesn't know if they'll ever come up with any. Special teams of divers searching the Allegheny River have found 100 cars. Adventures with Purpose and Chaos Divers found one body last weekend in the Allegheny River, that of 54-year-old Todd Domino, but the search isn't over. Doug Bishop is lead diver. He said on Friday, we discovered over 100 vehicles here underwater. They're not sure how that many cars ended up there, but they have some suspicions. That's in Pittsburgh, right? Isn't it Allegheny? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Organized crime from over the years of car dumping and so forth can really be the only thing that can explain this, according to Bishop. Really? Now they're go- they're going through each one looking for leads. Bishop said with VIN, oh, you're not supposed to say VIN numbers, but that's what he said. With VIN, well, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, License- that actually works there. With VIN, with vehicle identification numbers. That's what he well, just said. Vehicle identification number <laughs> that's numbers. That's what he said. He didn't put numbers after it. See, I didn't yeah. want to put numbers after it. Right. I'm just See, real, I'm confirming that he was right. I bet you Derek could get no, one of he those was, things he, running. He, huh? I hate to belabor the point here, but he was wrong because he said with VIN numbers. So, yeah. so that would be. Right. Who that was incorrect. You, the way you numbers. said it was correct. Who is VIN? <laughs> yeah, I'm wrapping this up. No. <laughs> with those numbers, license plates, make and model identifiers and so forth, we'll process all of this with the Pittsburgh Police Department, cold case detectives, and so forth to make sure we know exactly what it is we're dealing with. I think our VIN conversation chased Kenny away. Where'd he go? Well, the it divers, me away. <laughs> the divers originally came looking for a missing person, uh, and uh, they found the other guy, and uh, yeah, they're trying to figure Thanks, out. Thanks, John. That's there just, you go. That's the end of that story. So there, it all, there you go. It all there cleans you. up in the end, there right? It all go. works that's out. Good. Come on. Here. 100 just... cars. 100, 100 vehicles. Who's been? Copy. No Pout Positive Thursday is brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. They're located in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Now, uh, normally Mr. Mike Schoonover is on the hotline with us, but uh, he leads by example, and when he's driving, he stays off his phone, so I don't know what he wants to talk about. Uh, But I know what I want to talk about, and that's the heart screening. Uh, Unfortunately, Mike's not here, so I don't have the specific info. Whoa, 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 I'm right here. Wait, oh, oh, hi, Mike. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks. Thanks a lot, dum dum. Before we start talking about the heart screening, I have to say you're one of the few people, and I'm proud to say it's you and my kid that don't pick up the phone when you're driving. Um, you le- like I said, you lead by example, but that's that's pretty cool to me, and it's pretty smart. What do you have to say well, for yourself, pal? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kenny. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't want to be the. Uh, I, I fix enough of these these uh, vehicles that run into each other because of whatever reason. So, I don't want to be the cause of it because that would be very embarrassing when the owner has to have his own vehicle fixed. And you and I see it all the time. One car crashes, the result of dista- distracted driving. I mean, there's no way he should have uh, left the road on the left side and hit the guardrail fence. There's just no way. And it's obviously it's distracted driving. So I really respect that you lead by example. But uh, the heart screening thing, that's what I really wanted to cover today. Uh, what do you got co- uh, coming up here? Well, we got the the screen coming up a week from Saturday at Eastview High School in Apple Valley, uh, the 29th of uh, Saturday, uh, October 29th. So it'll be the first screen for this school year. And uh, I really need... Uh, 
we got some we got kids uh, registered, but we don't have enough. So you GLers out there that have uh, you know kids or grandkids or friends or neighbors or whatever who are between the ages of 14 and 24, we'd love to screen them. They don't have to live in Apple Valley. They don't have to go to Eastview. They just they don't even have to play sports. They just have to be a kid, 14 to 24 years old to get their heart screened, and it's going to cost nothing. Yeah, this is very very important. And uh, Play for Patrick, the organization doing this, the one the Schoonover family founded, you guys have screened over 4,000 kids already. You found 255 with a high blood pressure and 260 with abnormal electrical or structural heart defects. Those are huge numbers. Uh, and you also taught, and this is so invaluable, I actually know how to do this, you've taught 3,733 kids and adults alike about CPR and AED awareness. You've uh, donated 15 AEDs to the area schools. That's amazing, and uh, Play for Patrick is just a wonderful, wonderful organization that you and the family have put together. Oh, thanks, Kenny. Yeah, we're proud to do it, and and we're happy to do it. And, uh, you know, Patrick is making a difference in, in other people's lives. So that, uh, that gives us some uh, peace. One more time with the time and the address. Uh, it's going to be uh, Saturday, October 29th at Eastview High School in Apple Valley. It'll be at the gymnasium. And for more information, people can go to www.playforpatrick.org. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> and uh, if you need body work in the meantime, uh, or anything for your automobile, from glass to body work, oil changes, tires, whatever it is, uh, ring up Miss Nikki at Schoonover Body Works. She'll get you hooked up with the right service tech and then get you on the schedule. Garage Logic's official body shop is schoonoverbodyworks.com. What was that one? I think it was uh, this one. Oh, this is nice. This has got a really cool cord change, but it takes a while to get We've into heard this one before. Now you can hit Yesterday. your liner. This was, this was the first I one wasn't yesterday. Recording first I'm not one. hitting the liner. Oh, Here's a man. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Thank you, Chris. Tina writes regarding man vision. I am sitting here at work listening to Tuesday's podcast, and Kenny just mentioned not being able to find anything in the refrigerator. In my house, we call that man vision. My husband and son have the same problem. You may have to bend over and move a few things around, but it's in there. It started many years ago when I was out for an evening, and my husband was on his own for supper. He was going to make a sp- he was going to make spam burgers for himself. Oh, Miracle Whip is required for this. It cannot be mayo. When I arrived home that evening, my husband was a little perturbed because we didn't have any Miracle Whip, so he was unable to make his beloved spam burger. She's got to get it together here. I opened the refrigerator, <laughs> bent down and moved one or two items, and lo and behold, an almost no. full jar of Miracle she Whip. Was, she was hiding it. You don't hide it from us. The term man vision was born. Here is the recipe for Kenny, since it includes two of his favorite foods, Spam and Velveeta. 
Take a hamburger bun and smear it with Miracle Whip, then add a slice of Spam, a slice of Velveeta. It has to be sliced from the block of Velveeta, hmm, right. not the individually wrapped stuff. Right. Put the top on the bun, uh, wrap it in foil, and heat it in the oven at 350 for about 25 minutes. Oh, that's brilliant. I think we usually get about eight Spam burgers from one can of Spam. It's like a hot really? ham and cheese sandwich on oh. steroids. Enjoy Thanks, as always, for the show. Sincerely, Tina Lockler. What's great about both Spam and Velveeta, you can use a butter knife to cut it. Oh, that's a good that's point. That's true. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Olive Oil Miracle Whip, severely underrated. Olive Oil Miracle Stacy, the GL geologist, weighs in. We got a 6.8 south of Panama. Q Panama! Van Halen. Q Van Halen, see? Panama. That's a that's a pretty good shaker. And uh, Scott Matura writes regarding the low Mississippi River. He's out in Montana. We're drought heavy in the Mississippi. Listening to yesterday's podcast, and you discussed the current water levels of the Big Muddy, and I feel compelled to chime in on any discussion regarding the Mysterian regard as climate, what Mysterians regard as climate change. I spent three years in Austin, Texas. My drive to work took me west through hill country over the Pendernales River an offshoot of the Colorado River and Lake Travis. I remember the first time I crossed the bridge and looked down to see a dry riverbed. It was late May and not a drop of water. Dock sitting empty and lush weeds covered what should be a river bottom. I asked when there should be water in the river, and the locals said, well, right now, been dry for two years. When I lived there, Hill Country was in the midst of a serious drought, uh, in 2011 to 2014, we would spend most Sundays on our friend's boat on Lake Travis. And in the years I lived there, the lake, which is a hydraulic, uh, I'm sorry, a hydroelectric reservoir, is about 33 miles long and a little over 200 feet deep on average. It dropped from 28 feet low to 58 feet low. The mm-hmm. boat ramp in front of the bar and restaurant was a steep decline, and it felt like we were descending a canyon to get to the boat. Many locals had serious concerns about the water level, except for people who were over the age of 75. When you talk to them, they all said the same thing. It always comes back. We saw this in the 50s. Hmm. I went back to visit just 18 months later. When I told my friends I couldn't wait to get back on the boat, they said, Will you see the lake. In just 18 months, not only was the 33-mile-long lake up the 50 feet, eight, 58 feet it was down, but it was about 9 feet higher. What was a long walk down the boat ramps into dry limestone nothingness was now a walk up the boat ramp. Water was lapping at the deck of our watering hole. Okay, there must have been a lakeside place there, huh? In just 18 months, a 33-mile-long, 200-foot-deep lake had filled with what eventually would be a total of 70 feet. And they said at one point they had so much rain to the northwest that the lake was rising about 6 inches an hour. We crossed the same bridge over the Pendernales River, and it was full, flowing, and beautiful. On a side note, former President LBJ dammed and redirected the Pendernales for his personal ranch after leaving office, forever changing the local landscape and relationship with his fellow countrymen. But after all, he was a Mysterian, pushing back with the ebb and flow of nature, Scott Matura. We said that yesterday. The Mississippi River was at a record low in 1988. What's hap- what happened? It came, came back. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, do you know how much money that was for the former president to do that? I don't. Over a billion two hundred, a trillion two hundred billion dollars. Not so much. 
That's a lot yeah, four twenty dollars. Yeah. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlis Park in Mpumalanga, oh. South Africa, from the traveling Lymans uh, at WorldwideWaftage.com. It's on this day in history. Joe, today is October twentieth. On this day in eighteen eighteen, the northern boundary of the, of the U.S. was set at forty ninth at the forty ninth parallel of latitude, extending from Lake of the Woods to the Rocky Mountains. Huh. On this day in 1849, the Minnesota Historical Society was incorporated by an act of the territorial legislature, and Alexander Ramsey was elected as first president. Imagine that. In 1849, they already had a history society. On this day in 1896. October 20th. You're jumping ahead about 50 years, okay. Daily Mail. The Daily Mail? Daily Mail delivery began in Cannon City. I knew that. Because in Cannon City, they have a plaque. Really? Yeah, because it's just outside of Dundas, right? Isn't On this plaque? day in 1937, the brothel of St. Paul's most famous madam, Nina Clifford, was demolished after 50 years of business at 147 Washington Street. That'd be right next to uh, where the Minnesota Club is. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were thought to be tunnels mm. from the Minnesota Club yes, of course. to the brothel. <laughs> on this day in 1995, busy day today on October 20th, the movie Mall Rats opened. Yes, filmed at the Eden Prairie Mall and directed by independent film sensation Kevin Smith, the movie flopped in theaters but developed a cult oh, following, yeah. big time. We never saw it. What it's was pretty it called? good. Mall Rats. Mall Rats. It's pretty good. Mall it's pretty. Rats. It's pretty fun. Is that about the security guy? No, no. you're thinking of uh, no. Mall Cop. Or, Shannon Doherty? Uh, uh, yes. Silent Bob. Silent wasn't Bob. In. And so oh. was uh, Jason um, uh, Mewes. Priestley. No. Mewes. no. The guy that Priestley. was in My name, my name is, is Earl. Earl. Yeah. Well, I can't, yeah. Can't Jason Lee. Lee. Jason Lee. Thank you, Johnny. Jason Thank Lee. you, GLers. Uh, a bit of a breaking news item, John. I can't believe you didn't have this in your newscast. Huh. Uh, apparently, Sting has been kidnapped and the police have no lead. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I saw get that it. over last week. Pretty good. I don't get Sting. it. Sting, Sting has been kidnapped. Has been kidnapped the, the police Joe. have no lead. So the, and the police have no lead. He's a the bass band. player. The, yeah. Well, he was also the lead singer though, and wrote most of the stuff. You see, Sting so has been was... kidnapped, and the police oh, have no lead. <clears throat> oh, the band, the police. Oh, I see. Oh, Man, let's go. <laughs> Let's go read Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Let's take her from the wow. top. Yeah, you know how bad that joke was? was Kenny so just said, bad. see you later. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny's gone. I don't blame him. That was pathetic. Well, I saw that last weekend on Twitter. I thought it was very funny, but I, I, I did never too. would have brought it Bye, to Kenny. I just, I just saw it right now. That's why I thought it was pretty I love funny. that. Please have no lead. Get it? Because no like, delay joke. He used to be, they spell before lead? he had like a solo career, he was in the band called The Police. Making arrests. I'm sorry, GLers. Making that was arrests. Not a, he had uh, a gun and like handcuffs and right. stuff. Yeah. And Worthy. I'm from the police and I love to sing. <laughs> so I'm going to arrest you now. I know. Chris and I, a lot of times we don't agree on some stuff, but yeah, we, we agree on that one. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I like it. How about YouTube? I mean, what's Have up? you subscribed? Have you subscribed to YouTube yet? The Garage Logic page? A lot of fun stuff to check out. Check out PodMN on your smartphone. That's how we close out the podcast each and every day. Telling you to do extra stuff. Come on, keep doing our homework. Provide us with information so that we can have a great, great podcast.
My heart really wasn't in that uh, wrap-up, was it? It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold and GLers. Now's the time for you to do the same and check in with Mr. Money Talk for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're also going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, this week it is still all about earnings, isn't it? It's still, Chris, about earnings and can't leave out the Fed. And a little bit about the Fed. Market today, Thursday, very excited about some earnings numbers that came out both last night after the close and this morning. Yes, there were a few hiccups, as there always is going to be with earnings season, but it is not, as many analysts had expected, it is not Armageddon. There are many, many analyst strategists who are predicting this quarter that earnings would start to fall off a cliff, companies would pre-announce to the downside. Yes, there were a few. And even if they reported good earnings, companies would start guiding downward. That overall has not been the case. And again, there have been some exceptions to that. We can start out with an old technology firm, International uh, Business Machines, IBM, a Dow component, surprised on the upside and guided upward on the backs of better mainframe sales, their hybrid cloud and artificial intelligence. IBM had picked up a, we'll say a cloud company, Red Hat, many years ago, and Red Hat has really been helping IBM numbers, and I think it's a division that is looked at very closely by analysts. IBM counts for a big share of the Dow's positive move today, as well as IBM's got a very hefty uh, dividend, even at this current price, close to 5% annualized, and they made no mention of cutting that. Indeed, IBM increased their guidance going forward. Another old company, AT&T, no longer a Dow component, and the stock trading near some significant uh, lows at $19 a share, reported better than expected numbers, better subscriber numbers, guided up, and in a search for yield, AT&T has always been a stock for widows and orphans. Based on their current price, the yield is 7%. Those are two very significant companies. Then there is yesterday chip manufacturer, ASML, better than expected, and in particular, they were positive even in light of administration's new policy to prohibit semiconductor manufacturing machines from going to China. They were followed by LAM Research last night. Again, positive news. We'll call it a semi-upbeat report. That'll prove positive or did prove a little positive to many of the semiconductor uh, companies who have yet to report. But one of them in particular, Advanced Micro Devices, did a few weeks ago guide down on weak PC sales. Well, we'll find out a little bit more about PC sales as earnings reports continue to come out next week when you've got all the big tech companies reporting, including Meta or Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple plus Microsoft. Microsoft will give a little more color, we'll say, not only into cloud computing, but also into the PC space. Microsoft has been trading near lows, so we'll see Apple. Apple's a huge position of mine, and I'll continue to... uh, 
talk it up and also give the normal caution that after Apple reports their earnings, they're typically very cautious or conservative in their guidance. And that could cause, I have noticed I said could cause some selling pressure, but all things being equal, that would be a stock I would want to buy on any pullback. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call, especially in these volatile times, for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You got a deal. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.